It says the first Lord. thing you do is praise and worship Thank Him. Yes. You worship Him. Worship Him with your mouth. You got to worship Him. You got to open your mouth. Or you don't get anything. You don't get anything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't go like this. You open your mouth. <laughs> open your mouth. Let me see your mouth open, Stephanie. Open it. I love you, Jesus. No, I am not whistling Dixie. Wait a minute. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. I have gotten word. Oh my goodness. I have gotten a word from the Lord. I can tell, show you where it's at. And since that time, I have it confirmed over and over and over. The first thing you do is worship Him. You see, Kenneth Hagin, we were at this thing with Kenneth Hagin, and the Lord appeared to him the day before. And He said, People, He said, The world claps for me at the end of worship. But we honor him with our mouth. Do you see what I mean? He said, that's, that's for the world. Yeah, to rhythm. Yeah, if you have something that's fun, you know. Yeah, okay, that's okay. He even said that. The Lord even said that to him. But not, not, not like people will clap. And they don't know. I'm not putting that down. But he said to worship him with your mouth. And see, that's the one thing people don't want to do. But you know what it does? It helps you. Oh my gosh. The glory of God starts to come into you. And it starts to heal you, Stephanie. That it's just something people are, you know, it, it's it's like at first we don't want to do that. I know I've been there. But you know what? If you do it, you just make yourself do it. He said to worship him. I got, I mean, honestly, I got a tongue and then it was interpreted and I was by myself, but it was honor. No, it was worship me first. Then he said, honor me, honor me, how you dress, honor me, how you talk, honor me, how you look when you go downtown. I mean, you know what I mean? Or how you act. And I'm not, I'm not, anybody can do what they want. I mean, that's, that's not, but I mean, it is, it's just like, you know, we don't want to look like, <laughs> you, okay. And then he says, seek first the kingdom of God, because if you're born again, you're living in that kingdom. You are part of the kingdom. That's the kingdom of heaven. You're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven yeah. just because you said Jesus. Now, see, some of you, if it doesn't mean anything to you, are you really born again? Come on. Wow. Because when I, when I got it, I mean, man, I got it. <laughs> and I saw that, that this was a, a whole thing. I, I, I'm, I'm doing this because I beseech you, brethren. Yeah by the mercies of God to be real and not just flip this off being born again and spirit filled it's, it's just people start to take it for granted and, it, and there's nothing there's nothing there anymore 
it's real and the more real you make it the happier you get the more fun you have you want to skip and jump and do 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 and run seriously you get you get happy and joyful and you know what the more money comes in for a whole month and a half i wasn't feeling good whole month and a half all november this uh when when seagulls were or no october november terrible it was ridiculous <laughs> and i mean i even went to the doctor and everything because they thought i had walking pneumonia no energy nothing and i and i you know i just kept going when seagulls were here i should have been in bed but i kept going 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 and i want to tell you i mean since getting over that hump but you know what i i'm not doing this devil and on top of it my little beloved cat was getting infection <laughs> and you know it was little you know i've had that cat for years <laughs> but i mean like 13 years or so but uh but it it's just like things were starting to ugh. you know and, and you i've heard other people it was the enemy was out to destroy us who was it? is denise in here yet no she she's probably with the kids yeah because she she went through something denise newland went through something that was really serious and she came out of it the same way i did and i mean i mean you just keep hanging in there we're not we're not playing religion we're not we're not playing church i'm not playing church I'm trying to show you and tell you things that we could do that that you could actually move out of move out of depression you can move out of sickness you can but it, it, it's a fight you but you've got you fight the good fight of faith and God helps you amen but but he said worship me first honor me honor me by the way you act all over the place when people see you <laughs> and seek first the kingdom of God what does that mean that means get in the Bible and see what he says about it what did he say about sickness what did he say about temptation what did he say about forgiveness what did he say about loving each other what did he say about all that stuff <laughs> you know what did he say you got to look in here to look you think you know, but you don't. You gotta read this. It's beautiful. The words are beautiful after a while. Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Well, I've got Philippians uh, two verses one through eight, and it, it's in the Amplified. I'll get through this. That was good, everybody. Else to talk. That's good. <laughs> This sort of saves the feet. <laughs> I don't know. Probably stand up half the time anyway. Okay, so it's one through eight. Now, my whole endeavor in this whole thing is that it's about the humanity of Jesus. The humanity of Jesus. Do you know Jesus came as a human man just like we are? Some people don't know that. 
they think, oh, he was Jesus and he heard, he, you know, healed little birds' wings and, and dogs and cats. And by the way, he will heal your animals. So. Yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> and um, Jesus was human, and I'm going to try to prove it. Or, But the purpose of it is, why do you have to know that? Because you're humans. <laughs> And because you got born again and spirit-filled, he put the same thing in you that God the Father put in Jesus, and he sent him to earth. We're celebrating Christmas. Jesus was born. And he was born just like us. He stripped himself of all of his, all the, the things he could do from heaven. And he was born of a virgin. And so you, when you get born again, you, it's the same situation. You're just like Jesus yeah. on the earth. You're not Jesus, but he made you that way. And you have to know who you are in Christ. Okay, so well, I guess we'll just get this. So by whatever appeal to you, now this I wanted to do because Folks, this is a good unity scripture in the King James and the Amplified. By whatever appeal to you, there is in our mutual dwelling in Christ. We mutually dwell in Christ, right? Okay. By whatever strengthening and con consoling and encouraging our relationship in him affords, by whatever persuasive incentive there is in love, by whatever participation in the Holy Spirit we share, and by whatever depth of affection and compassion and sympathy. Keep going. Next one. Because it fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind, one in purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and one harmonious mind and intention. Do nothing. Okay, do nothing from factional motives. I mean, what's my motive here, you know? Uh, through contentiousness and strife, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here because, you know, I, I want them to realize some stuff. And, you know, I, I want to try and get them to come on my side. To, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not right what I'm talking about, right? I'm going to butter them up and be a fake. <laughs> okay. Contentiousness or strife or selfishness or for unworthy ends are prompted by conceit. Well, I know more than I do. <laughs> and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility... Lowliness of mind, let each regard the other as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. Amen. Go keep going. Keep going. Okay. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned, not merely for just, well, you know, my own stuff, but also for the interests of others. Amen. Keep going. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you. See, that's what Jesus did. 
And we are to be like him. He is our example in humility. Keep going. Who although being essentially one with God. Now this is what I wanted you to see. In the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. He did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. Next verse. But he stripped himself of all the privileges, all the rightful dignity to assume the guise of a slave like we were, in that he became like men and was born a human being. He really was. There was nothing, people think, well, he had all these powers. He had, he did no miracles until the Holy Ghost came upon him and John the Baptist baptized him. And it wasn't the water baptism that did that. It was the anointing. And I might have to cut this way down. But see, people, I used to think that too. In fact, the denomination it came from, it, it, it just... Uh, uh, you know, we thought, well, Jesus causes the sickness. He causes this. He causes that. He, they still think that to this day <laughs> because I know my relatives ask me, why would Jesus put this on somebody? You know, he doesn't. He does not do that. So God was manifested in the flesh of, of Jesus. But see, in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. The same was in the beginning with God. Yeah. <laughs> and all things were made by Him, and nothing was made that was not made by God. Okay, so what I want those, verse 14, John 1, 14. Yeah. Okay. Well. And the Word became flesh, I don't bother <laughs> And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of God. The word was made flesh. And that's why the angels were so happy. And they were announcing it. And they said, hey, a baby was born. And the glory has been restored to the earth. The glory left when Adam and Eve. You, if you, Okay. This is just me. I got to know why behind stuff. And when you know why, you know this is real. And that you really are capable of operating as Jesus. He turned his authority over to you. And we got to get on the stick. If you never get in the word, you don't, you don't there's nothing in you. It's like, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. That's what the devil wants Christians to do. It's a life of poor me. Boy, I tell you how to fight that. And I learned something. <laughs> and somebody else in this church, because they called me yesterday and said how they fought. And I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it was purely almost demonic. Trying to destroy you, trying to stop you. From moving on. Okay, so, so, so Jesus Christ is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was God. The Word is God. This is God. 
Now, don't sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Just perk up your head <laughs> and listen, <laughs> because this is good news. <laughs> See, and that's the reason sin doesn't have to have dominion over you. You know what? God is a God of many, many chances. He's a God of millions of chances. He'll give you a chance as long as you repent. You say, I'm a God, forgive me. That comes right back. He loves you. And he's trying to give you one chance after the other. 2 Corinthians 5.17. And I just want to give you this because it says, if any person, well, I like King James. I think I put King James on there. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things in his spirit man, in here, in here, in your gut, where that's where your soul, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And you know why they became new? So that you could get delivered. <laughs> And start being happy. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> oh no, but this is just religion. You know, we just go to... The, no, no, no. This is different. This is totally different. Totally. Old things have passed away inside your spirit. It, do I have to put that sign up there? I didn't want to do that this morning, but... Put, put that spirit, soul thing, body thing. It's on the computer. Because, you know, who was it? Who was telling me? Something about... Mm. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. That was it. They said that their mind was affected. I had two people in our church, actually. And, and they said, somebody said, well, you, you, need, you need to go to a psychiatrist then. And I'm not putting that down. No, whatever you have to do. But, but they don't understand the soul. Before you get born again, that's what your spirit looks like. And it actually says your father is the devil. My father was the devil too. Jesus said it to the Pharisees. They were the pastors of the churches in Jerusalem. And he says, your father is the devil. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> somebody say that to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, as soon as you say, Jesus, I really mean it. I want you to come into my heart. I want you to take over my life. I can't do this by myself anymore. And I mean it. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. <laughs> what happens? Pure white. See, you are a spirit being. You have a soul. Right there, the diagram says your soul is your mind. It's your will. And it's your emotions. Okay, so your spirit gets full of God. But then you have to get into the word, the best psychiatric book in the world the best one for the soul because your soul doesn't get born again. 
but you've got the capability of God in your spirit. God comes to live in you. He is with you. He is for you. He is in you. He's really in you. You want to go rob a bank? You want to go get drunk? He's with you. He saw you do it. He's right there. <laughs> That'll make you stop. <laughs> he was with you, but he still stayed there. And he wanted to help you. <laughs> he gave us the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, comforter, advocate. He's all those things. But you got to get in this word in order to get the will, your mind straight, because there is a devil out there. I'm, I'm, I'm abandoning my sermon, Brad. There's a devil out there, and he's, he tries, he will sit on your shoulders. Somebody said, well, that's impossible. The devil can't touch you. Oh, you want to bet? Your spirit's sealed off. He can't touch that spirit, but he can touch your mind. And your will, and so he'll change your will to not, here's the will. God's word is God's will. God's will is God's word. And there's even a scripture like that in 1 John. Okay, and see, your emotions can go cuckoo. I've had my, or suicidal, or, or hatred for yourself, or, you know, what people cut themselves and do all those things they may even be born again but it's the devil telling them because they haven't gotten in the word or haven't gone to church or haven't got the right teaching you have to get i mean come on there's answers in here filled with answers and see, then your emotions will start lining up with the Word of God. They won't be so you lose control, total control of yourself. Because that's, that's the only place He can attack you, and your body. See, and your body is, is you're a three-part being. That body gives you the right to walk on the earth. It's a tent. And, you know, mostly people pay attention to the body, like in the world system, you know, beauty, 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 this, that, doot, doot, doot. that thing falls to the floor, it's gone. You know what? It's going to decay. And the soul, the soul and the spirit go up or down. <laughs> they stay because people have had out-of-body experiences. I've talked to them people from this church, and they, and they, um, Denise did, um, they, uh, they saw their body laying in bed, <laughs> or on a gurney, or whatever, in the hospital, or whatever, and, you know, they could think, the soul, they, uh-huh, so, okay, but what God wants, God came, took Jesus, a human being, and he was human, like us. Stripped himself of all his glory. <laughs> and he came on the earth. The only difference was he never sinned, and we did. <laughs> and because he never sinned, he could go to the cross and die on the cross for us 
so, so that we could have eternal life. Does that, I mean, do you understand that? He was human, just like you. I don't know, I got so many notes here. It says, um, see, if you, if you never, I put up here, uh, you have to allow, uh, okay. Okay, the most of the religious world believed Jesus was operating on earth in his divine glory. And that's why he could heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons. That's not true. You can do it too. You're, you can get to that point. That's what we're supposed to do. Seriously. In John 8, 31 and 32, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know shall make you free. What's the next verse? I'm 32? What's 32? Yeah, okay. And you shall, oh, the truth. I've said the whole thing. I didn't think I knew. Okay, so see, when you study the life of Jesus, you find out he didn't do any miracles till John the baptism, uh, John the Baptist baptized him in the River Jordan and the Holy Ghost came upon him. Um, see, you see, if you never care about reading, studying, meditating on the Word of God, on the Bible, you will never be free on earth because you will never understand all this. You got to get the Word in your spirit. Colossians 2, 9 and 10, Amplified. For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Keep going on. And you are in him. Amen. Just if you're born again, you are in him. Stephanie, you are in him. Not you. Not you, Stephanie. Stephanie over there. <laughs> But you are too. <laughs> but I just want her to know because she's new. <laughs> hey, if you said, Jesus, come in my heart, you're in him. And he's in you. He's walking in you. He, you, you are in him and you are made full. And having come to the fullness of life in Christ, you, oh my gosh, you too are filled with the Godhead. You too have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost living inside of you. He's living in you. This is reality. And reach full spiritual stature. Oh, I can't be like God. How come it says in 1 John... <laughs> uh, 417, it says, as God is, so are you in this world. That's a scripture. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word won't pass away. Then it says in 1 John uh, 3, 3, no, 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 no. Greater is he that, 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in me than that antichrist devil in the world. I'm greater than that sucker. And even if you, 
even if you goofed up last night, maybe you murdered somebody. <laughs> but you say, God, I repent. God is still greater in you. Because you repented. There's a gift of repentance. Well, let's make it really bad. <laughs> I mean, you'll pay the consequences to the world system, but God will forgive you. God will forgive you. He forgives us. <laughs> there's, there's rapists that God went to heaven. There's murderers that tortured people. They went to heaven because they repented. And then there's people who never received Jesus. They went to hell. They never did anything wrong. See, we're not into works. It's real. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep that up. Okay. The Father, Son, and you reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every one of those demons of angelic principalities and powers. And you know what? He turned his authority over to you. Okay, now what, what um, Jesus went, you know, he, he got baptized by John the Baptist. He went into the wilderness, right? Immediately, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Luke 14. I mean 4, 14. No, I don't want 14. I want 18 and 19. Luke 4, 18 and 19. Yeah, okay. The Spirit, now... It, it was, yeah, well, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Well, anyway, so Jesus went into the synagogue and he, it says it was his custom to, to read the word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, see, he was in the ministry of helps in the synagogue. Well, anyway, and he went to church and he stood up there and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And that doesn't mean people that don't have any money. You are poor if you don't know the gospel. <laughs> you can be a zillionaire and you are poor. <laughs> to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal those people who are broken hearted, who have been hurt by other people who have been hurt. He came to heal the broken hearted. To preach deliverance to those who are held captive because they don't know anything. And he'll give recovery of sight to the blind and see right away we think, oh, my eyes. No, what he's saying, you're blinded to what I did for you. But you know what? It is on the other hand, he will <laughs> make blind eyes physically to see but this means spiritually okay to set at freedom liberty them that are bruised sexually abused hurt words said mean stuff to a beaten whatever bruised he he did all that okay verse um Okay, that's 18. Uh, 19? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what that is? That's when, yeah, it's Jubilee. And you know what? Now listen to this. In the Old Testament, in the year of Jubilee, land was returned, slaves were set free, and, and, uh, 
Debts were, that's the one I wanted, really. Debts were canceled. That was every 50 years in the Old Testament. When Jesus died on the cross, this came to pass. You are in the acceptable year of the Lord. I used to put on, on when the church wasn't paid for, and uh, our give or our house wasn't paid for, I put on there <laughs> Luke 4.19 and Philippians. I put Luke and Philippians 4.19. Because 4.19 of Philippians says, my God supplies all my needs. And this one says that my debt is canceled, that, <laughs> that the land is returned, and I've been made free. Amen. That's the acceptable year of the Lord, means the year of Jubilee, and Jesus already accomplished it. And he came to man for us to come and live inside of us. Do you get how, how wonderful this is? It's Christmas. Oh, it's Santa Claus and all that. No, you know what? And it's fun. God wants us to have fun. And people say, oh, you can't. Somebody called me up once. We were baby Christians. And they said, that tree is satanic. You got a Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. We had fun decorating it. They said, that's satanic. You were, oh, and they gave me a scripture in Jeremiah and it says the people were worshiping the tree. And you know, at the same time, I had Kenneth Copeland's magazine. And I, you know, as a baby though, I went, what? <laughs> and I saw uh, the magazine was, the Copeland family was all decorating their tree. And I thought, they're right on, that, that can't be. <laughs> and then I read that scripture and it was, see, people get goofy. And, and I thought, this is stupid. <laughs> you, God wants you to have fun. Even, well, this isn't the right date. Maybe it was when Mary got pregnant. Who cares? We're celebrating it and we're letting Jesus out there. Who cares if the date wasn't accurate? See, don't get into that little, little petty stuff that, that isn't really from God. <laughs> Okay, so, um, amen. Okay, so, now, Luke 4.18, really, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Well, I will tell this now. Okay, we went into prison ministry. And it was the men's prison in Omaha. It was uh, the, uh, what was it? Correctional Center. Yeah, Omaha Country Club. <laughs> well, OCC. <laughs> And, um, and uh, okay, so there was a woman preaching, I mean, from the church that we were going to. And then she quit. And guess who took over? <laughs> I did. But the very first time I got up there with all these, these men, and there were men with us. I mean, there were other, Ken was with me and other people. And I, it just flew out of my mouth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I was shocked. I was saying it. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach the deliverance of the captives, opening of the eyes of them that are blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And, you know, it just flew out of my mouth. And I went, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> but you know what? I looked back. That was the anointing. The anointing came on me to do it. Okay, so... So... That's telling you that Jesus was able to do miracles because God had anointed him. 
Now, the anointing of God, do you know what it means? It means the power of God poured on, rubbed in, smeared all over, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, devil-crushing, mountain-moving power of God. And you can have it. So, now, why didn't, and start putting up there 1 John 2, why didn't he do miracles before the Holy Ghost came on him? Because he didn't have the anointing. The Holy Spirit came out of heaven and God talked to him and came upon him. And that was the anointing. Burden removing. Oh, okay, 1 John 2. 20 and 27. But now when you're born again, this is for you. But you have been anointed. You hold a sacred appointment from. You have been given an unction. And an unction is, is an anointing. And I remember somebody said once, and I would never forgot this, is kind of cute. They said, you have the unction to function like God. <laughs> you have the unction to function, even you do. You got the unction to function. <laughs> from the Holy One. You got it from the Holy One. And you will know the truth or know all things. But you know what? If you never get in here, you're never going to know. <laughs> Okay, go on. 27. But as for you, these are both in 1 John 2. The anointing. Look at it. It's a sacred appointment. Sacred appointment. The unction to function like Jesus did when he walked the earth. Which you receive from him abides permanently in you. It might live permanently in you, but you may never use it. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you. But see, I mean, that doesn't mean you're not supposed to take instruction. But, but you're supposed to take instruction. But if you say, God, oh, see, that's why we say the Ephesians prayer. And the Ephesians prayer 1, <laughs> you know, verse 16 on to the end of 23. Kenneth Hagin said, say it every day. I said it for this. 43 years. Never stop. Sometimes I say it twice a day. I really mean it. Open up the eyes of my understanding and hear flood my heart with light so I can know the real vision that God has for me, the real hope that God has for me, and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints that we might know the surpassing, immeasurable greatness of God's power in us and for us who believe it. And he demonstrated, that's the next verse says, he demonstrated that mighty power when he raised Jesus out of hell. We got that. And he's saying, I demonstrated it for you in there because you, I gave it to you. But you don't know it or you don't show it or you don't push it. So you, it, it, nothing happens. You see, that's what I mean. Even speaking, 
speaking with your mouth, that goes inside of you. It drops in you, and pretty soon you become more, I've tried it. And it's just like when you have a lot of trouble and you keep talking about the trouble, it gets inside of you. But if you say, no, I know God. He's, he's going to deliver me. He can deliver me. I blah, 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 blah. Now, I've been on the opposite end saying the wrong thing. It just gets worse. And you feel like crying more. You might start sobbing. You might get depressed. You might get suicidal. <laughs> but if you shut up and say what God's word says, you'll get over it. It works just like this works. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything, look at that. These are words in the Bible. His anointing teaches you everything concerning you too. And everything, and it's true, and it's no falsehood. So you must abide. Abide means to live Never depart from him, being rooted in him. And the only way you get rooted in him is getting in the word and meditating on it. Be knit to him. Well, this, this is a wool suit. I must say, I mean, everybody gets, woohoo. Yeah, it's got the old fashioned. <laughs> I'm just going to. But Sherry found it once at Goodwill for four bucks. <laughs> I bet you seven years ago or eight, and she gave it to me. <laughs> and I always wear it around Christmas time. But I mean, it's like the buttons were worth that. <laughs> they were. They're, those buttons would be a lot more expensive because I used to sew. But anyway, why did I say all that? Why did I say all that? <laughs> oh, knit. This is, look at this. It's a fine, fine knit. If you're knit together this fine with God, oh my gosh, woo, what you can do. <laughs> my, 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 my. Just as his anointing has taught you to do. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, let's see what else we got here. So. He was the divine son of God, but he was born on the earth as a man like us. And he stripped himself of all the power of heaven and glory when he came, and he became a man like us, yet he was the son of God, and so are we the sons and daughters of God. The point is, the only difference, Jesus never sinned while he walked on the earth. So he was qualified to die on the cross for us. His blood was pure. And all of every human being on earth has sinned because that they have a tendency to sin from Adam. See, but he never did. So he could die because his blood was pure and sinless. And he did not operate in his powerhead or his glory here on earth, but as a man who had been anointed like we are, <laughs> just like us, when you're born again and spirit-filled. So remember, 1 John 4, 17, as God is, so are you in this world. Even greater works shall you do, said, because I go to the Father. 
Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. There's scripture after scripture. Okay, go to Hebrews 2, 14. I just want to show you. Now, this is... Shows God, oh, he cares about us so much. Since, therefore, these his children share in the flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself, in a similar manner, partook of the same nature, that by going through death, he might bring to nothing and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Death is defeated, but we don't know it because we, well, see. And also that he might deliver and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. How far did I go on that? 16, yeah. For as we all know, he, Christ, did not take hold of the angels, the fallen angels, to give them a helping and delivering hand. Uh-uh, he didn't. You know what? Just think, the angels, they, they came against him. God, he was, he was in the high, you know what, and that's the place where we're seated. Ephesians 2.6 says we are seated in the highest place of authority in the universe, far above all prince. And that was where the devil tried to get to go, to go above God. That, that's where he went. Guess what? God placed us there. Wow. You, I mean, we've got so much in Christ that we need to be operating in. I'm not, I'm not, obviously, no. I'd be going, we'd be going down the street performing miracles, but let's think about that. <laughs> So, but see, the, the angels fell and he said, cast you out of heaven. He didn't say, I'm going to redeem you. But us, but he did take hold of the fallen descendants of Abraham. That's us. To reach out to them a helping and delivering hand by dying on the cross. But see, we're made in the image of God and the angels are not. In fact, the angels in Psalm 8, they said, what? what? Who's that? What are, you, what are you making, Lord? What is man that you favor him so much? And he says, I have given them my glory and honor. Oh, it's a, ooh, it gives me chills. He gave us his glory, but we aren't taking it. And his honor. <laughs> and descendants of Abraham to reach out to them. He wanted to help us and he helped us by dying on the cross. So quit being in your slump. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, next, the next one I want is Hebrews 5, 8, 9. See, okay, yeah. And I want to show you something here also. He was a man just like us. Although he was the son of God, he learned active, special obedience through what he suffered. Just stop there for a minute. What did he, Jesus, suffer? Okay, Hebrews 2.18 said, He suffered 
temptations. But he never sinned. He's, he was tempted maybe to sleep with Mary Magdalene. Tempted to get drunk. Tempted to do bad things, but he never sinned. So, but he suffered those temptations so he could help us. And he could give aid to us who are also tempted. He was also persecuted. And we get persecuted at times. The only difference is that in the trials and temptation, we start, people start to blame God or say the wrong words, right? Some, some people have blamed God. I mean, pretty soon all their relatives die and they say, I'm not going to church anymore. He didn't do it. The devil killed him. <laughs> he didn't. It was the devil. God can't kill people. He doesn't do that. He doesn't make us sick either. We open the door somewhere. That's why you got to get in here. I'm seeing it. Now, we're talking 43 years of studying. You don't know nothing yet. But this, it, it's, all of this is possible. Okay, see, we, or we say the wrong words, which I do a lot. <laughs> okay, I don't a lot. Yeah, right, that's the wrong words. <laughs> it's the wrong words to say you do it a lot. <laughs> the only difference, he never sinned. He never sinned. And we may have, but we got, got the gift of repentance. You can do it a thousand times a day if you have to. Okay, so we probably had the idea that Jesus never suffered the things that we suffered. Did you think that? Well, he doesn't understand in the area of temptation. Did you ever think that? Well, he was God. Yes, he did. Jesus did when he was walking the earth. And if Jesus was operating as God while on earth, why did God have to anoint him? before he could do any miracles. He was operating like us. He had to be anointed, and he, he not only anointed him, he's already anointed us. See, the truth. Again, Jesus set aside his God-given powers for a time when he was born on the earth. And the fact that he was a man gave him legal authority on earth to defeat the devil. God needed a body of a man to defeat the devil because of Adam's sin. To free us. Genesis 1, 6, and you know, we don't put it up there. God said, let us make man in our image. He didn't say that to the angels. After our likeness and let them have dominion, authority, power over devils and fish. <laughs> when you go fishing. <laughs> anyway, but it was the anointing of God that gave him the ability to do the miracles. And that same anointing is in us. <laughs> Consider this question. If Jesus was God in all his power and glory on earth, why did God have to anoint him? Well, I mean, we covered it, but again, in Philippians 2, it said Jesus stripped himself 
of all his guided powers as, and was born a human like us. So there is a higher anointing than there, there, okay, there is no other higher anointing than God. Amen. God the Father, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. So here's the first clue, that Jesus was not operating in his Godhead powers, but rather as a man like us. Yeah. So through the temptations he suffered on earth and overcame as a man, go to uh, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. Or did we read that? Wait a minute. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. And I like this scripture. <laughs> For we do not have a high priest. Jesus is the high priest of our, when we speak the word, who, who is, okay, I'm going to stand up because unable to understand. We don't have a God that's unable to understand. He's, he's and, and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities, and liabilities to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted. Get that. He's tempted to do the same thing you did wrong yesterday. He was tempted in every respect as we are, but he never sinned. But he knows how it feels. He had to resist, resist. Oh my gosh, I got to resist. You see what I mean? He cried. Yeah, even in the Garden of Gethsemane. It actually said that he had a spirit of suicide. And that was one thing that he took. He, he almost wanted to forsake it. Okay, the next verse. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. The throne of God's unmerited, we don't even deserve it, to us sinners. That we may receive mercy for our failures. And find grace to help in good time. For every need, appropriate help, well-timed help, coming just when we need it. You can, all you have to do is, God, throw yourself at the throat. You know, I was even going to suggest if you're worshiping the Lord and you want to come up here, come up here. Yeah. Yeah. Humble yourself. Okay. Honest to God, I would love to. <laughs> but since I got cement in this knee, when I kneel on it, it hurts. <laughs> so overcome it, right? No. <laughs> okay. James 1, 13. I'll be finished pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm asking for a new body part from the storehouse of heaven. Okay. Now, I need to do this part. Don't blame God for stuff. Blame yourself. <laughs> James 1... Let no one say when he's tempted. In other words, when stuff happens and you don't feel good, you get sick or you want to do something wrong. Or um, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil and he himself tempts no one. That's why God cannot 
put sickness and disease on us. He cannot. He is, what Kenneth Copeland said, if one billion degrees was the hottest you could get, that's how much God could not tempt anyone. He is pure, pure, pure love and glory. He's pure white. It's impossible. God does not. He's sovereign according to his word. And what he said in his word most of the time is, if you do this, then I can do that. Okay. 14. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away. He's enticed. He's baited by his own evil desire, his lust, his passion. Next verse. Then the evil desire, when it is conceived, do you get that word, conceived? When you conceive a baby, it's going to be born. It gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully matured, it brings forth death. Or some, not, not, so, not so good. Okay, so see, scriptures reveal Jesus suffered being tempted. He suffered to control, what did he do? Sometimes we got to suffer to control our flesh. We got to suffer to control our mind. You get it? I have. I went, no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. And I've had to force myself. And so sometimes you got to just dig in there. Okay, I, I see that people are getting restless. Me old, 84, never has to go. Anyway, <laughs> this shows Jesus was not operating in his Godhead power while on earth. He led down his mighty power and glory when he came to earth, and he was tempted just like us, but never sinned. I keep saying that over and over. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13, Paul said, There is no temptation taken you, but as such is common to all men. Oh, no, I, I, was, I was much worse for me. No. No, Jesus was exposed to every form of temptation. We are, and Satan, Satan can't tempt you supernaturally. Again, he has to do it through common uh, the five senses. He has to tempt you to the five senses. Taste, touch, feel, see, hear. Smell, did I forget one? Okay, it's in particularly your mind, particularly your mind. He tempts you through and worldly things and fleshly things. And so Jesus suffered that, all that temptation, he came out victorious. So he can help you overcome. So he knows how it feels in temptation. He knows how it feels in victory. And see, many people believe Jesus never had a bad thought. Or he was tempted to do wrong. Yes, he was. And he did. But he was tempted in every point like you without sin. And I keep saying it, but get it. He proved it's so, so we can overcome, we can overcome by the blood of the lamb, the world, the flesh, and the devil. 
Okay. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer, he said, I overcome the world. But see, people take, oh, he came to overcome the world. But see, that we walk in the world for our answers. And we, we try to get them from there. And so we're, he overcame it for us, but we're going to the world for the answers. You know what? Honoring God would be going to bed early on, on Saturday night so you could hear the word. Honest to God, all those things, I, I really blessed my mother because she, she was that way. She taught us that. <laughs> all, all those things. But anyway, um, see, okay. And so you have overcome, so, so you can, I was writing all this stuff because, okay. Don't operate in the world system to get the answers. Operate, <laughs> Um, in the spirit and not the flesh. And the only way to do that is to get in the word and apply what it says to your life. God was manifested in Jesus' flesh and he's manifested in your flesh. And see, uh, so, you know what, folks, we got it all. Jesus did all the miracles as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost yeah. and the healing power like born-again people are now. Yeah. And James tells us that God cannot be tempted with evil. Yeah. And you've got to tell people that because yeah. everybody thinks that God causes it. See, and if Jesus did not lay his power down and his glory on earth, he could not have been tempted at all. But he overcame it. So Jesus was the son of God, but not operating in the Godhead powers as God. When he healed the sick, raised the dead, the Godhead powers of God. Now get what I said. Because even when I wrote that, I went, wait a minute, what am I saying? It wasn't that he had the, Jesus, the man, like, like us. Do you get it? It was like us. Do you understand that? I don't think you do. <laughs> Has everybody got it? Okay, God the Father was up there and operating in that. He sent Jesus as a man like us on the earth. And Jesus, because he was anointed, he could operate in those, those powers. Okay. So the good news, God still manifests himself by the Holy Spirit through humanity. And, it, and it, you know what? We're drawn away by our own desires. Temptation itself is not a sin. And Jesus wouldn't allow it to be conceived in him. But you, you can actually do that. You can keep the enemy. And maybe if you goof one time, just repent. <laughs> See, um, I tell you, I wasn't too hot <laughs> during October, November. <laughs> and I knew I was losing it. But it, it just uh, the uh, symptoms um, will pull you down. And I was trying to avoid them, and I don't know what I was... No, yeah, I had no peace. 
And finally, God gave me the scripture, you shall go out with peace and be led forth with joy. And I said, I lost them both. <laughs> but I found them. <laughs> it's the truth. Joy and peace are huge. So you can't keep the enemy from bringing thoughts, but they'll die and born if you don't entertain them. <laughs> and when you're not feeling good, you may have a fever and you have to keep going on. Now, I didn't have the privilege of going to bed. Honest to God, I didn't. The whole time, seagulls were here. I couldn't even talk. <laughs> That's why I get everybody else, do this, do this. It was going, like that. And... Um, and it's when, and I didn't eat. I actually lost six to seven pounds in one week. I wasn't eating those good meals we had up there. But see, but it's when you dwell on those bad thoughts and then you speak them out and the devil just keeps going on them. But when, see, when you're under, not feeling good, it's harder to resist something like that. Right? I'm giving myself an excuse. But I was fighting it. <laughs> it's just that we just think Jesus might have had that. And he fought when he, when he was there. And it, it doesn't, just one more scripture and I'm done. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 through 18. But it's when you, mm, yeah, you know, depression tries to come in, and some of it, time of the year, holidays, shouldn't, but it, it, that's no excuse either. <laughs> We're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Just telling you stuff that I experienced, and that there's a lot, of course, <clears throat> then all of a sudden came all this uh, outside work from the IRS, from the, did you know the whole state of Nebraska, I found this out, they aren't just persecuting us in Fremont. <laughs> Yay! The whole state of Nebraska has to prove their tax-exempt status this year. And they have to have accurate estimates of how much the inside of the church is worth, all the stuff that you have, the outside, and who your officers are, your, uh, when you were proclaimed uh, tax-exempt status and the papers on it, which was 25 years ago. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> and uh, all this stuff. So the whole state of Nebraska, I found out. My daughter called the Secretary of State and asked because we thought there was something going on in Fremont with us. <laughs> Because we were threatened one time to take the tax-exempt status from that parking lot back there. But it wasn't. It's the whole, every, every the food, uh, all the homeless shelter will have to do it too. All of them. So, uh, okay, Second Corinthians 6. But see, that pressure on you to get all these papers, and you're trying to heal, and you're trying to preach, you're trying to... <laughs> to do this stuff and you had speakers and, and just a, a lot of end of the year things come. FCF requires all this stuff too and all every single penny we spent and what we took in and lawyers look at it 
Do you see what I mean? And stuff like that, and, and John's and other people have helped a lot with that, but it's still, there's a lot. And I'm just giving you a good excuse. <laughs> okay, so what, what agreement can there be between a temple of God and idols? For you're the temple of the living God. And as God said, I will dwell in and with and among them, and I will walk in and with and among them, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay, so come out from among unbelievers and separate and sever yourselves from them, says the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing. Then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. Go ahead. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And that's, um, so scriptural proof that God still manifests himself. Okay, well, I don't know, you're awfully quiet about all this, and I am finished. I don't know, did you learn anything? <laughs> all I'm trying to do is make this real to you and practical in, in our lives to, to just get it. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that, that you open up the eyes of our understanding. If there's any, any in here that need to repent or that they will do that, that they will go to the Lord themselves and ask for forgiveness. Amen. And just go to him like you would to somebody that you can talk to, just real plain, and, and just say, God, I, I love you. I know you're for me. For all the scriptures that we gave today, God is so much for us. And he will help us, and he'll forgive us, and he'll help us to move on and go to a higher place. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. When you repent, he's never mad at you. He died for you. And so I'm just telling you to do that in your own private time. Um, I believe that all of this, the Lord showed me that in 24, <laughs> the open door will open. <laughs> he gave me that the other day. Could you play that song? Can you find it? Is, do you know where it's at? On what? Yeah, Beyond the Open Door. Or what CD is it on? Do you have it? Okay. Because I do believe that it's an open door, but it's an open door for you to do more. <laughs> and to move ahead. You can get rid of any habit in your life if you just resist that temptation like Jesus did.